downstairs. Good morning. If you have a Bible, you can turn to Matthew 11. We're going to look at Matthew 11, verses 25 to 30, as we continue our series on the book of Matthew. And there are um, just some verses when I read them, when I hear them, they're just like um, so incredibly satisfying to me. I'm just like, ah. You know, it's kind of like when, when you're really, really, really hungry and you take a bite of something that tastes really, really good. It's like, mmm. Or, you're, or you're, you know, you've worked out, you've worked really hard, and then you, you get a, a drink of some cold water, that first sip of, of water, you take a drink, and you're just like, ah. One of the verses here, uh, Matthew eleven twenty eight, is one of those verses for me. I suspect it might be for, for you as well. Listen to God's word as I read. Matthew, 20, Matthew 11, verses 25 to 30. At that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and have revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father. And no one knows the Father except the Son and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you who labor or are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is God's word. Let's pray. Father, we pray that you would open our hearts to what you want to say. We pray that you would help us to do what Jesus has, is urging us to do here. That we would come. That we would come honestly. That we would come in our need. That we would come to you and find rest. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, well, I am gonna try to be a little bit vulnerable with you guys this morning. Um, life can be heavy. Life can be really, really heavy. Um, and I feel the weight of life in all sorts of ways, you know? Um, I feel the weight of just being responsible for other people. Other people depending on me, whether it's, you know, my, my wife, my kids, um, my extra kids, the church family, you know, I feel, I feel the weight of that. I feel the weight of um, trying to do the right thing, the weight of trying not to make mistakes and make a mess of things um, in all these different areas of life. I feel the weight of just simply trying to be a good person, you know, and I look around this world and I'm like, oh man. We need more good people, <laughs> and I need to be a better person. I, need, I feel that weight, you know. I feel the weight of needing to represent God, the weight of needing to be a, 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 a good Christian, and I don't mean just a good Christian. I mean a good Christian, if you know what I mean. Some of you guys know what I mean. Um, I, I feel the weight of, um, of trying to please God as I live my life in all the different areas of my life, you know. 
and I feel the weight of, of the brokenness of life, of the fact that, that things are hard and there's painful stuff that happens and I feel grief and loss at times. And I feel that of the people around me too. I feel the weight of, of the people around me and their struggles. And, uh, and that gets all really heavy. And that's not even to mention, you know, the, the, the heaviness of, of things I regret, mistakes I've already made. And it gets really heavy. Life is heavy. And I, and I don't say this so that you're like, oh, poor Jeff. I feel bad for him. Oh, he needs a break. Um, I say that because I know that you can all probably relate to me on some level. That you feel the heaviness of life too in some of these different ways or other ways. You feel like there's a lot of things that, that are burdening you this morning and they're heavy. And... Um, and really, it's only when we acknowledge that life is heavy and we think about how heavy life is that we can actually listen to what Jesus says in verse 28. And I'll read it again. He says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. You now, come to me, everybody who feels burdened who feels the weight, who is struggling, come to me. And and he says, I will give you rest. I will give you rest. And then he, he links that, he ties that rest to this idea of taking his yoke upon us. He says, take my yoke upon you in verse 29. And and so what does he mean by that? He says he's offering us rest, and he says the way to get that rest is to come to him and take his yoke upon us. Now, how does that give us rest? Well, a yoke, if you don't know what a yoke is, a yoke is is, is like a bar or a beam that that would connect two animals together that would enable them to pull things that are heavy, okay? That's what a yoke is. And so Jesus says, take my yoke upon you, and you will find rest. So how does that give us rest? if we take Jesus' yoke upon us, if we yoke ourselves to Jesus, how does that give us rest? And I, I see three things that this passage states clearly or it at least implies here and helps us see um, of how Jesus gives us rest, how taking his yoke upon us gives us rest. And the first thing is that, that being yoked with Jesus enables us to find rest in his will. It enables us to find rest in his will. What do I mean by that. Well, he, he says, take my yoke upon you in verse 29 and learn from me. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. To take Jesus' yoke upon us is to accept his teaching, to let his words and his will um, shape our lives. It's basically to take Jesus' yoke upon us is to seek to obey him, is to seek to surrender to his will. If you think about it, and I don't know if he really meant for this analogy to work this way, but, but when two animals are yoked together, there's a certain amount of surrender that has to happen. They can't just, you know, continue going their own way, or it's not going to work at all, right? Um, at least the, the weaker one, for sure, has to surrender to the stronger one, or they're not going to go anywhere. And so to take Jesus's yoke upon us is to surrender to his will, to his commands, is to seek to obey him, and if we seek to obey him, we will find rest. Because this is the thing. A lot of uh, 
the struggle that we experience in life, a lot of the weariness that we experience in life, in life um, realize it or not, is because we are trying to do stuff on our own. <laughs> We're trying to do stuff the way we want to do them. We're fighting against God. That's really tiring to try to live life the way that I want to live it rather than surrendering to how he wants me to live it. And, and the reality is, um, Jesus is the author of life. He is the Lord of life. He is the Lord of all things. It even says here in this passage, first Jesus talks to God. He says, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, as he talks to his heavenly Father. His Father is Lord of heaven and earth. He says it right here, right? And then in verse 27, then he says, all things have been handed over to me by my Father. So he acknowledges that his Father is Lord of all things, but then he also recognizes that everything, that God the Father has handed everything over to Jesus. He is the one who rules over all things. He is the one who is in charge. He is the one who knows how everything is supposed to work. So the most healthy thing for us, the most restful thing for us, is going to be to listen to him. It's going to be to obey him rather than fight against him. And so to be yoked to Jesus enables us to find rest in his will. When, when we seek to obey Jesus, it actually simplifies life a lot. That's another reason that life gets very heavy. Life is so complicated when we're trying to solve everything in our own strength and figure out how to live, you know. And Jesus simplifies it. He says, you know, it, in essence, what we are all called to do is to love God and love others, right? And so that simplifies life completely when I get up in the morning and, and in the midst of all these overwhelming things that are pressing down on me, if I realize my main job today is to surrender to Jesus by loving him, learning to love him, and simply love the people that he puts in front of me. That simplifies life a lot. That, that actually, believe it or not, will give you rest. If you can find rest in his will by surrendering to him. Secondly, we are encouraged to find rest in his strength. If you're yoked to someone stronger than you, one thing that, will immediately, that we will immediately find is that, that that other person or animal's strength becomes our own, right? I, I thought of, I couldn't think of a specific example, but I've, I've seen a lot in like cartoons and stuff. But if you can picture maybe um, two um, animals yoked together, one really big one and one really small one. So if you maybe can picture an ox, you know, yoked to a mouse, what would that look like? Well, the mouse wouldn't even be touching the ground. The mouse would just be like hanging from the yoke that was attached to the ox's neck, neck right? But as, as the ox starts pulling whatever is behind him, the mouse would be able to look back and be like, look at me. Look at me as he hangs there, right? Completely doing nothing. Completely contributing nothing. The strength of the ox becomes the strength of the mouse. And in essence, I think that's what Jesus is inviting us to do. As we, as we yoke ourselves to him to realize that his strength is ours. As we think about all of the responsibilities that we have in life, as we think about all of the challenges that we're facing, as we think about all of the things that we're like, I don't know if I can handle this. I know I can't handle this. Jesus is way bigger. He's strong enough to handle whatever I'm facing. I, I think I mentioned this illustration before. I've heard another pastor many, many years ago talk about this. Uh, in, in New York City, on Fifth Avenue, right around the corner from Rockefeller Center, there's a statue there 
of Atlas. Have you guys seen that statue? It's this big bronze statue of Atlas, the Greek titan who carries the weight of the heavens upon his shoulders. And, and if you can picture it, I, I don't even know how, how tall he is. Is he 15, 20 feet tall? I'm not sure. But he's this, you know, this, this big, like strong, muscular guy. And he's like kind of bent. His knees are bent. His, his muscles are like all taut, you know. And, and he's got this globe on his shoulders. And his head is a little bit bowed, you know. And he's just like straining to hold that globe up. And the, the pastor mentioned how, you know, you can look at that and then you can walk right across the street and, and right across the street from that statue is St. Patrick's Cathedral. And you can walk into St. Patrick's Cathedral and in the cathedral, there's a little statue of Jesus. And the statue of Jesus is, is of Jesus just standing there, even as a boy, I think, standing there holding the earth in the palm of his hand. Like it was nothing, you know? And, and he says, you know, you, we have a choice we can live our lives trying to bear the weight of all that we are anxious about, that we are fearful of, that we are worried about, you know, or we can trust him to carry it for us. And he is more than capable. I mean, that's, that's almost a foolish statement to say he's more than capable. He, he is able carry the weight of, of all that I feel like might crush me. And so Jesus is inviting us to find our rest in his strength. Like a lot, there, the, some of the things that I, I feel you know, most weighing down on me often is just the, the well-being of my kids, whether they're the big ones or the small ones, you know, and, and their future. Are they going to be okay? What do I need to do to help them? What can I do to help them be okay? Um, and, and the reality is, I need to realize, if I am yoked to Jesus, he cares way more about my kids than I do even. And he is way more capable of caring for their future than I am. And that is what gives me rest. To know that it's not dependent on me, it's dependent on him. And his strength. The fact that he is Lord of all things. And he has them in the palms of his hand. He, he, has, he has all of my problems in the palm of his hand. All of my pain. And so he encourages us to find rest in his strength. But, but one, thing that, that one of the things that Jesus is addressing here, and, and I, I think it might even be the thing that Jesus is addressing here, is uh, when, he asks, and when he tells us to come to him and, and take his yoke upon us, he, what he's doing as he talks to the people there is he's actually giving them a, a choice, um, an alternate because there's another yoke that other people are encouraging people to take upon themselves, the, the yoke of the Pharisees. There's another yoke. There, there's, there's a, um, the Pharisees were the religious leaders of that day. Um, and they, they were, were experts in keeping what they understood as the law and all these rules that they added to the law. And they, and they thought that that is what made them significant and valuable. That is what made them as holy in God's sight. That's what made them acceptable to God is by keeping all these rules. And then they looked at everybody else and they judged everybody else. They said, if you want to be loved by God, if you want to be part of the kingdom of heaven, you have to accept all of these rules and you have to keep them perfectly. And that was a yoke that was absolutely too heavy for anybody to carry because no one could perfectly keep the law. And so when Jesus says, take my yoke upon you, 
What he's saying is he's, he's saying that the only way that you can enter the kingdom of heaven and, and find acceptance in the, in the presence of God, the only way that you can find forgiveness is not by you trying really hard to keep all of God's rules and all of the Pharisees' rules. The only way that you can find acceptance in the presence of God is by me doing it for you, by my strength in keeping all of God's law perfectly. That is where you will find rest, in, in taking Jesus' yoke upon us, in, in taking, his, taking credit for his strength, pulling the, the cart of our righteousness, right? Our obedience. Jesus is the only one who has been perfectly obedient. And this is the thing. As, as we live our lives, one of the things that, that gets very, very tiring, if you are a person who is, is trying to, to live a good life or is trying to please God or is trying to know God, is it gets very tiring thinking that God is only going to love me as much as I you know, do a good job today. That gets exhausting. That gets really heavy. And Jesus says, no. The way that you will, you will experience God's love and his forgiveness is, is by trusting in what I have done, resting in my strength for you, to obey for you. And so there's a couple ways that we need to find rest in his strength, by counting on him to take care of us, but also by counting on him to make us acceptable to God, righteous before God, full-fledged members of God's kingdom. And so he encourages us to find rest in his will, to find rest in his strength, and lastly, to find rest in his company. And I don't, I don't think Jesus meant this image in this way, but I think it, it works, and I think this message comes out in the rest of the passage. But when, when, when two things are yoked together, right, um, and they're yoked together on a daily basis, um, they're forced to live in close proximity to one another, right? You have two oxen who are yoked together, who are, who are working to pull stuff on a daily basis, these oxen are going to get to know one another, as well as oxen can get to know one another, right? They're going to at least get to know how each other smells. They're going to get to know how, you know, how fast one another is t- tends to, to work, how lazy the other one is, how hardworking the other one is, you know. You, just for the fact that you're forced to, to live life right next to this other one, you're going to get to know them. And I think this is another thing that Jesus is in, inviting us to do. When he says when, to take his yoke upon us, he's inviting us to know him, to live life in close proximity to him, to live life shoulder to shoulder with him, getting to know him better. I think that, that's very much one of the things that, that, he's, that he's encouraging us to, to, to take advantage of here in this passage. He, early in, in, uh, in, chap, in, in verse 27, He says, all things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son. He's talking a lot about knowledge, relational knowledge, right, here of of the Son and the Father and the Father and the Son. They they know one another, right? No one knows the Son except the Father. No one knows the Father except the Son. They have this unique, intimate connection with one another, this knowledge of one another. He says, no one knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son reveals him, right? He says, he's saying, there's, there's this opportunity here where Jesus has this intimate relationship with his Father. There's an opportunity for us to, to, to come into that relationship as well and to know the Son and the Father as well on this intimate basis. 
And, and as you continue reading, when he says, verse, in verse 29, he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And, and at this point, Jesus opens his heart to us, right? I say he invites us to know him. He opens his heart to us. The, the, the idea of the heart in the Bible um, is, is talking about the core of a person, and I've talked about this multiple times. It's, when, when we talk about the heart in the Bible, it's talking about the, the, the core of a person, the thing that, that makes you tick, the thing that drives everything else about you. This is who you are at your essence when you talk about your heart. And so Jesus opens up his heart to us and to his disciples. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. This is who Jesus is at the core of his being. He's gentle and lowly in heart. There's, there's this book that uh, we handed out to, to most everybody here this past summer called Gentle and Lowly by Dane Ortland. It's a really, really good book. We still have a few back there on the shelf in the foyer. If you didn't get one or if you weren't here in the summer, I encourage you to grab one on your way out. They're free. But he talks about this, about how when Jesus says, there, there's nowhere else in the Bible where Jesus talks about, about his own heart, you know? What is, what, like, what is core to who he is? And here he says, I am gentle and lowly. He doesn't say, I am, I am high and, and, and righteous and holy, although he is. You know, he doesn't say, I am powerful and almighty, although he is. He says, I'm gentle and lowly. He invites us to know him in this way. This is, this is who he is. What does it mean that he's gentle? What does it mean that he's gentle? Well, it means that he's not harsh with us. He's, uh, he's not impatient. He's not one who pushes us, pushes us away, but rather draws us close to him. He's gentle with us, you know? He's not impatient with our failures. He's compassionate. He's lowly. What does that mean that he's lowly? Well, even though he is Lord of all things, he rules over all things, he doesn't stay up and expect us just, just to, to purely to, to bow and serve, but he comes down. He's humble. He serves us. He doesn't make you feel like you don't deserve to be with him. A gentle and lowly person is a person who embraces rather than condemns. He's a person who sits with us in our struggles rather than getting impatient with us and brushing past us. He is gentle and lowly. He is, he is safe. A gentle and lowly person is a person who's safe to be with. A person who, who I want to be with. You know, a person who I'm not scared to be with. He's gentle and lowly. This is who he is, and he invites us in to know him. And this is the thing, to, to learn to live life in the company of a person like this, a person who is holy and high and mighty, and yet who is absolutely safe to be with. That is going to provide a certain amount of rest to me in the midst of all the things that I'm struggling with, to know that he sits with me in the midst of it. And he loves me. And so he invites us to find rest in his company. I, uh, I mentioned at the beginning, I, I know life can be heavy. Life can be heavy. 
But Jesus says, learn from me. He doesn't just, he doesn't just want us to learn from him in the sense that he, he, wants, he, he does want us to learn you know, what pleases him. He wants us to, to, to surrender to his will, yes. He wants us to learn about how, how strong he is and what it means to, to rely on his strength rather than my own. But I think one of the things that we, are, we need to learn about who Jesus is is, is how he himself carries heavy burdens. He himself carries heavy burdens. Um, when we think about our problems, the things, that, the things that we find heavy, the things that are overwhelming us, the things that we feel like are, are weighing us down, um, whether it's our problems and our pain, our responsibilities, our anxiety, our worry, our loss, Jesus took something upon himself that was way heavier than any of that stuff combined because he took upon himself the weight of our sin. He took upon himself the weight of our sin. He knows what it's like to, like to carry something unbearably heavy because that is what he did when he went to the cross. When he died on the cross, he took upon himself the weight of my sin and your sin. And it is only because of that that I can really find rest. Isaiah 53, 5 says that not only did Jesus bear the weight of my sin, but he was crushed by the weight of my sin so that I could be healed, so that I could find peace, so that I could have rest. That's what Isaiah 53 says. Jesus voluntarily took the weight of my sin and was crushed by it so that I can know what it means to live life in his presence, loved by him, carried by him. Last fall, we were taking down the tent outside. We're going to get ready to put it up again. Um, this could be a little advertisement for how much we need people to put up the tent. Um, because when you have a lot of people, it's actually not that hard. It's pretty lightweight to put up there. But um, when we took it down, we had just shy of that amount of people that makes it light, you know? We had some people that were helping. Thank you to those who helped. But, so, but what we had to do is, what you have to do is you, you have to like lift it up long enough to take all the, the legs out, and then you could just set it down on the ground, you know? And you do it one side at a time. And so we, we got it on the, on the one side of the tent, and I'm on one corner, and we all lift up together, and my leg comes out really easy. And the next one comes out easy, and the one's down. Come, and then, but the guy's on the corner. For some reason, the leg got stuck. And they're like, working to get that leg out. And meanwhile, the rest of us are just like holding the tent, and it's getting heavier. And I've noticed that as I get older, it gets even heavier, you know? And it's getting heavier. I'm feeling muscles like tear in my arms as I'm like, it's like painful. And I'm like, I don't know how much I can hold this. And I probably was kind of rude to the guys down on the other end of the tent. I'm like saying, saying things like, you guys got that done yet? <laughs> and they're just like frantically trying to get it out and it's stuck. And, and I'm just like, I'm going to be, this thing's going to crush me. And I'm, I'm like, you know, I don't care. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to step back and just let it fall. You know, no matter what happens, I'm going to step back and let it fall. There's a thing, Jesus when he hung on the cross, at any moment, he could have stepped down. And yet he didn't. He hung there and allowed it to crush him so that I could know what it means to know him and walk with him. 
so that I could know that he is for me, not against me. As I think about all of the stuff that is weighing down upon me, I can actually find rest in the midst of that stuff. So, so I will just finish by reading verse 28, 29, and 30 one last time, and I encourage you to listen. Jesus said, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let's pray. Father, we pray that you would help us um, today. I know that there are those in here who feel like maybe they're, they're laying on the ground and the weight of whatever they are facing is pressing down on them and they don't feel like they are going to survive the day. There are others in here who have probably a long list of things that are making it hard to just take one step and put one, one foot in front of the other today. And uh, Father, we pray that you would open our eyes to see that Jesus is enough, to see that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Father, we pray that you would help us to rest in Jesus, all that he is, all that he has done, And we pray, Father, that you would meet us by your spirit. That those who are really struggling today would would find a rest that they weren't expecting. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. We now have an opportunity to meet Jesus, to come to Jesus at the Lord's table. And, And as we...